0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I can't prank him. Uh, I live life sucker free, that's why the niggas you be with talk down like they don't fuck with me, I get money realistically, and the homies show me love, groupies wanna lead a club with me, ain't nothing to a G, let your hair blow in the breeze, want some bomb ass weed, get high, cruise out of jet ski. do it like I do it for TV, 675 dollar
0: yeah, a LV, seven something with tax, and when I'm on the plane, got to carry on match, what's up, what's up, good evening. Welcome to the Clown Hour. I was off for a week, but I'm back in the saddle. So, anyway, let's get this party started. Lots happened this week, but we'll get to that in a minute. But I'm Scott Birks, your host, uh, you know, and, and also creator of the sports ball called The Clown Times. This is the uh, podcast component called The Clown Hour. I almost forgot the name of my own podcast. It's been a while. But at any rate, find me on, on the web at www.theclowntimes.net. And that's Clown Spillover K, by the way. And you can also find me on Facebook. Um, I had some additions to the press week, um, including one, Jeff Fisher, and what's going on at Wake Forest University, more of that in a moment. But uh, just go to Facebook and the search window in the upper left-hand corner, just type in the Clown Times, and you'll be able to find me there as well. Well, speaking of all what's going on this week, uh, we're going to be talking about what's going on at Wake Forest with the infamous hashtag (laughs) WakeyLeaks scandal, as well as talking about just Fishers as finally getting fired, and the future of Thursday Night Football. And to do that, it's a regular, y'all know him. He shouldn't need any uh, introduction, but at any rate, just to keep it safe, you can find him on Sleazy Radio on Blog Talk Radio, as well as the Sports Blog, um, the Yard slash ACC Sports. My man, the legend, Wayne Nash. How you been, bro? Is he? And that's why
1: I need an introduction every time I'm on the show. <laughs> that's why I mean.
0: And that's why I don't fault you I'm for giving you me right, one <laughs> <laughs> I tried to be right I tried to be right but it, Yeah, I, I well, been, I've been off for like a week So, trying to get back in the saddle here, man Trying to get back in the saddle So as am I, yeah,
1: I'm actually bad. doing well And I'm in uh, the, the Peach State I am in the city
0: of Atlanta Getting ready for this weekend's yes. celebration bowl Yes, yes And we'll talk about that Like, uh next week, just, just just as a wrap-up. So that should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that on Saturday. So fantastic! am pretty stoked about that. And I'm happy that ESPN, One I think about that, I'm happy that ESPN is giving Sean, the HBCU, some love like that. And uh, historically, Black College University, for people who don't know. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to see that. I'm very happy to see, hopefully, it started something up really big. It was really successful last season. And I think it'll be even more successful this season because the teams evolved, Grambling State, North Class Central. Uh, lots of history involved there, so in the matchup yes. in itself. So I'm, I'm very excited, and I'll be tuning in from, uh, from afar. Best believe that. Um, yeah, I would you know, say that uh, this
1: game will be a little bit more successful, and, and this is going to be real quick, of course. It, it, it's because of name recognition so. with Grambling. Right. And, and, and right. this will be the first Shut time on. that people will get a chance to see Grambling on. Uh, television, of course, outside of the Bayou Classic, and, and maybe for those who are right. capable of catching the sweat championship game uh, last week. So this is a, yes. a, a chance for uh, uh, people with, that has brand recognition with the uh, with Grambling State to go ahead and come watch this game.
0: Exactly. So again, that's why I'm pretty excited, very stoked, and I think it'll be very successful, even more so than last year. Um, yes. Yeah, man. So going from a good story in college in collegiate athletics to this rather sort of weird, scandalous story going on at Wake Forest, I mean <laughs> how weird is it that a dude who is the sports announcer who also went to school there by the way, played for the school, isn't yes. s- giving away some intel <laughs> from from his college football team to other schools. I mean, Louisville was just caught because it was frankly it was very sloppy because it left the evidence Behind him in the coach's box, um, for, the other, for the opposing coaches have to see. How crazy is that? But apparently, it's been going for the last two years. So yeah. basically, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to wrap my 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 my, my, my mind around is just how serious this has this is becoming. I mean, all it has to hashtag WikiLeaks, and yeah. you know it's it's. And to the point where people, a lot of people don't think it's a big deal, but this is cheating. This is a very freaking big deal, and this is going to be unprecedented for whether the Atlantic Coast Conference itself or the NCAA if they want to get involved for some reason. So, why, so is this really? I mean, could you, like, like, a, could you help explain why, in your mind, this is a big deal? Why this is a big deal in college well, athletics? Well, Scott, I'm gonna go for the obvious reason why this is a big deal. First yeah. and
1: foremost. This is his alma mater. I don't, yeah. and, and not just the fact that this is his alma mater because he attended the institution. This is right. Wake Forest where he played for four years. Yes, now, yes. I don't, I don't care <laughs> what happens with any member of any coaching staff at my home institution. There is nothing that they can do to make me so upset that I would turn against the institution. Now, my guess right. is that he probably saw it as looking for the head coach to fail so that he's no longer there. I understand yeah. that. But not only is it a situation where the head coach is failing, but this is something where the program is failing. And, and for those who don't know about the potential, uh, uh, uh the, the fact of him leaking or, or giving out plays to, to to opponents, and yes. there's, there's no way in the world that, say, like a booster in this particular situation, Would understand that if they didn't know it. And and if the team is losing, as you already know, if programs are failing, a lot of times, boosters or alumni won't give money back. Right. And it's it's a possibility that that could have happened had that news of him leaking these plays not come out ever.
0: Mm. I mean, think about it. Louisville, I mean, I'm not saying this helped Louisville anyway. I mean, for some reason, the AD... At Louisville, Tom Jurich, who's otherwise not standing AD, for some reason took the timeout and said that none of that mattered. <laughs> Which, I mean, come on. People, you get intel from others for a reason. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. it's cheating. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, is that remember, like, early in the game, Wake was ahead at the three quarters, 12 to 10. Even though they ended up losing mm-hmm. 44 to 12 when Louisville ripped off 34 points in the fourth quarter. But Louisville was struggling. Against Wake. Yes. Now that's not to say that that Louisville used those plays to help score three points on this boys, but 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 here's the thing. This this wasn't an actual championship game. This wasn't even a conference championship game. No, this was even wasn't even a big game against the likes of the Florida State. This is Wake Forest. Why are you going to shoot against Wake Forest? No disrespect and- to Wake Forest. <laughs> They won six games. The program on the rise. Clausen Dave Clausen doing great thing, big things there. Uh, despite the limited resources, of the private small private school, but it's mm-hmm. working. Exactly, it's
1: wakeful. This is a this is a football <laughs> no, program that is wakeful? that is not necessarily known uh, uh, for you <laughs> had to cheat in order to beat this program. That's right. just me, but uh, right. uh, like I said before, with, with with some of the reasons why it's it's an issue. Above all. It's cheating, and, and the integrity sure. of the game, which, which uh, depending upon who you talk to right now, uh, is it, mm-hmm. taking hits as is. When you have a situation like this, where someone within the, the organization, within the program of Wake Forest, decides that they want to go ahead and give opposing coaches plays so that they can lose, yeah, this is insane. Yeah. I mean, is, you know, a lot of times. It's it's very weird, and, and God God knows yeah. I don't want to go back to the fact of this is your alma mater. How did you yeah. do that to your to your alma mater? And and there's, there's no coming matter of fact, there's no coming back for him in this situation. Oh, he's done. I understand he's spent. He, 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 he's spent. He's, he's beyond done. He, he's a pariah <laughs> in 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 the city of Winston Salem as of right now. There's no way in the world he yeah. can step foot in attempt to get a, a Krispy Kreme donut in that city right now. There's no. Way. Oh hell no.
0: But you can't get a chair wine. <laughs> no, <laughs> you can't get a chair wine right now. There's no way. There's no way. You can't go to the art festival. This is not going to happen. But yeah,
1: for, 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 for Louisville, and now who was the other team that's now come out? Uh, I just saw that earlier uh, Virginia today. Tech. Like, like oh, Virginia Tech. Tech
0: said that they received yes. Intel like a couple years ago, and Army did as well. Okay you know what i i, I understand army
1: Army has been going through some things um had you said probably i'm trying to think of another school in in the a c c that that had you said okay this team uh uh, uh was, was was taking no I, I can't even say duke now god um man who in the a c c right now had you said they they received plays from someone within Wake Forest's organization to help them get a dub over them, you would have been like, okay, I understand that. But isn't there, there maybe not Boston Maybe Boston that's College? Possibly. Maybe Boston College? Maybe Boston College? Yeah,
0: Syracuse,
1: but, I don't know. Syracuse Syracuse is heavy on that list right now, yes. Syracuse yeah. might be open, yeah. in the front of that line as of right now. Uh, sorry to my co-host, Lou, who's a Syracuse alum. But yeah, you should be in front of that line right now. Uh, we need plays to help us beat Wake Forest. But Louisville, who was a potential playoff team earlier in the season, and Virginia Tech, who yeah. was uh a, a ACC football pedigree. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? I don't understand. You know, it. I don't it's, understand it. it's insane. And this is a, a conference in the ACC where, I mean, the committee itself – and when you were talking about the, uh, the, the, the college football playoff committee in terms of them picking teams, um, sure. it seems as though they only tend to favor one team um, every year, and it's either going to be Clemson or it's going to be Florida State, and you're lucky. and it, it, it has to be a fantastic year for another institution within the ACC to be considered as one of the top four. Now right. with this, who knows how anyone else, pollsters, committee members for the playoffs, will look mm-hmm. upon ACC schools and the quality of their wins in the future and whether or not they see an ACC school to be good enough to make it into the college football playoffs, especially when we're only dealing with four teams. This is a situation where we right. almost had
0: two big uh, 10 teams making it into the playoffs. And two year. ACC teams early, too, yeah. Early yeah, it things would would have went well. Exactly.
1: If, if, if Louisville and Clemson would have kept playing even after the loss to Clemson with Louisville, there was still a possibility mm-hmm. that the, both of them could have made it to the playoffs. Now with that in right. question, who's to say that there still won't be any speculation that, I mean, uh, of course the, the, the parties that are involved for the most part, well, especially our week force are now gone, but who's to say yeah. that there won't be any speculation from here on out for the next couple of years. Oh, sure. When you're talking about oh, ACC sure. schools, and, and the integrity
0: of their wins and the quality of their wins,
1: especially now, when you're talking about who fair, was a powerhouse in the conference.
0: Yeah, exactly. And now, and, and I'll get to them in a minute. I, I, I but like I, I'd be remiss if I continued without mentioning this clown's name. His name was is Tommy Elrod, aka the Nimrod, for doing all this stuff. Um, but, but, I mean, enough of this clown, but let's just talk, let's focus on Louisville. I'm glad you turned the tables on, on, on to Louisville. Whoever received that intel, like the, the, the offensive coordinator, they traced it to him, and apparently he shared it with the defensive staff. Now, mm-hmm. the, the OC should be fired. The defensive coordinator, if he got a hold of it, should also be fired. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and what's his name? Uh, 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 the coach, Bobby Petrino. He sh- his ass should be suspended, least for three games. Because similar to espionage, when they catch the um, the spy that punished the country, right? That yeah. that, that 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 actually was involved with, with with disseminated information. And think about what type of appearance is is it has to be for Louisville. This is a school embroiled in scandal, like you know from the school having a brothel on campus
1: for yes. <laughs> the
0: basketball players to like the same coach Rip Pitino, being extorted by some floozy. and, and now this <laughs> it's like I mean, enough, the, the there, funny you know. thing is it, it's it's yeah. it's
1: cheating nonetheless but, but in a different form right. when you're talking about the basketball, the football well, program, yeah. <laughs> sure. which is hilarious. To but, be sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and you're right. It, 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 <laughs> How is it that it seems that this institution is continuously finding themselves in trouble over the past three years, be it football or basketball? Yeah. It, it's the same thing. Right. matter of fact, the thing, whatever happens in Louisville, the same thing needs to happen at, at, at Bot Tech. I don't know if you want to necessarily fire anybody, but there needs um, to be some sort of suspension or something to someone within the coaching staff for
0: a couple of games for next season. And there could be more. This wheel on top of the iceberg, right now, bro. This is this has so many layers. There's yes. so many layers. Where's and, the and who's the say right that it's just these two programs? Who else oh, know. could be exactly. involved in the situation? Exactly. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> this is crazy. Two years.
1: Two years. He's thrown <laughs> alma
0: mother just because he didn't get a job on Dave Carlson's staff. You must have to really hate someone, and your job. To do something like this Against your own school There's no Unbelievable I mean that's like you Being broken off And God forbid I, I know I'm a I'm i I'm i a cautious Gas when I say this That's like you Being an odd opportunity At A&T Right And
1: mm-hmm. then
0: In another capacity Work with A&T And I was selling out their secrets to Central Or the FAMU Florida A&M For people who don't know Stuff like that I mean Yeah Again, I know that makes your skin crawl me putting those words in the same sentence and your name with it, but that's just how crazy this is, in my opinion. It's, it's, it's very interesting. like that, to rivals. What
1: was that? Matter of fact, you know what, I would say this. Had it been mm-hmm. a, um, a, 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 a one of the other five conferences, say, like the MAC, maybe the mm-hmm. Belt, the, uh, the AAC, I don't know if it would look it will be scrutinized as much mm-hmm. but i'm i'm glad that it's not uh, being left alone you know and they need to whatever investigation they need to do in order to figure out whomever else is involved in this, be it whatever other mm-hmm. programs that are involved in this it 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 there needs to be some sort of investigation done and 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 yeah. and, and there needs to be some sort of suspicions levied in this if if, if not, not sure. a game at least two. I don't know if I want to go two games yet, but at least two. It it, 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 it can't be. It shouldn't
0: be. Right, right. So crazy, crazy, crazy. That stuff you can't make make up in a bad movie plot. But anyway, speaking of bad movie plots, let's talk about Jeff Fisher. The Rams finally (laughs) broke his ass off. Finally broke him off after five years. Lots of stored naked pictures somewhere. Uh, <laughs> <very> <laughs> I mean, they finally he they finally broke off Jeff Fisher. It took them I don't know like what fourteen weeks through the season to finally pull the plug on his ass after his, his after the offense bring dead last in pretty much every category like points yes. Four First first downs, yards, you name it. it it's a it, it's a total cluster bleep right now. So um, I was going to ask what took. the Rams of them on the fire, but I think we all know he he, he, has, he has some naked pictures somewhere. Cats, so I there has to be it for him to, the to hold a job for so long, it's just, it's just impossible. Well, but I ask you this question who in your mind are good candidates to replace uh Fisher in LA? Wow. off the top of my head. Uh, great candidates mm-hmm.
1: to potentially replace okay Fisher in LA. Um. Mm-hmm. First name on the top of my list right now that comes to mind is Kyle Shanahan, and let me explain why. Kyle, Kyle okay. has pedigree, and this is something that he's learned from daddy. As, as much mm-hmm. as I have beef with, 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 with daddy Shanahan, the <laughs> one thing that he knows how to do is run the ball. Mm-hmm. And that's something that Kyle has learned to do. Everywhere yeah. that Kyle has been, be it with or without dad, he has been able to develop a running game there. Be it Washington, that one short stint in Cleveland, he was mm-hmm. able to get something out of Isaiah Crowell. And yes, um, he did. Guys, who was the other back that was back there with him? The the uh, Terrence Terrence West out of out of Townsend. Then he left right. Cleveland to go to Atlanta. That was Cleveland's and best year best.
0: in recent memory, by the way, Yeah, year. They it, won
1: seven games. Yeah, Exactly. And then he went to Atlanta, and then they had that, that hot start, actually for the past two years, where they started out strong, and it was because of the run game with, with uh, Devonta Freeman. So right. you have a, a young back in Todd Gurley who has been complaining about the, the offense there. Um, mm-hmm. Saying that it's middle schoolish. You go ahead and abuse this. him by bringing <laughs> in a, a head coach who, uh, who likes to run the ball. And, and he comes in and he brings in a D coordinator that can continue to build on this defense. And it's mm-hmm. a situation where I said that they become competitive in the NFC West. Um, mm. with, with, uh, with San Francisco being where they are right now, and I don't see them improving in the near future. Um, Arizona is in, is in flux, even though they have great players there. Uh, and 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 the Rams, for whatever reason, seems to get at least one game from both Arizona and Seattle every year. It's right. not sweeping both teams, so they can be right. competitive in the West with the right coaching staff. But for whatever reason, they decided to stick. Now, three years, I would have, I would have given Jeff Fisher three years for him to be hmm. working on year six. And getting that two-year extension was insane to me. Exactly. But they, Crazy. they finally did the right thing and, and, and got rid of him. But, yeah, as, in my personal opinion right now, Kyle Shanahan is the guy that I see that I like right now to be the, the mm-hmm. leader of the clubhouse. Who, who knows what happens with any potential firings um, at the end of the year. Uh, another guy who I, I, I may like to in that situation would be Todd Bowles if the Jets decide that they want to go ahead and get rid of him. But what the what mm-hmm. Rams are going to have to do is go ahead and figure out whether or not uh, Jared Goff is their quarterback of the future because as of right now, he's not looking like it. And it could be because right. of the possibility of the type of offense that they were running. But they're going to have to find that out and find that out quickly because if yeah. not, then they're going to have
0: to go ahead and get them another signal call. My my only beef with well, not not well not beef, but my my only thing against Todd Bowles, and as much as I think he's in the raw deal in New York, because frankly, the person around here was just total crap, and uh, and and, yes. and and whoever's the GM on the show there is really doing Bowles a disservice. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that the brands would probably would look to toward, lean towards an offensive-minded guy to get the most out of Gurley, uh, Tavon Austin. And, um, and 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 Jared Goff. And to your point, which is why I think Kyle Shanahan is a. It sounds good. Now, in an ideal world, I think they want to get the hands of someone like Gruden, and not John, not 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 um, not but not Washington. Yeah, right, right. But John Gruden. Um, mm-hmm. And also, um, in the perfect world, they'd probably rather have had Jim Harbaugh, but he's not leaving mm-hmm. Michigan, and why would he to go to he's- Place like L.A. Let's let's, let's get this straight.
1: Mm-hmm. Harbaugh's not leaving Michigan. Pete Carroll's not leaving uh, uh, yeah. uh, Seattle. Um, right. I know people would w- would think in the perfect world it would be fantastic to have a big name as the, the head coach in L.A. But I don't think that's necessary. I just think if this team starts to win, then the fan mm-hmm. base will come. And the reason why, right. another reason why well the, the reason why I like Todd Bowles outside of of course his defensive acumen. And what he did with the Jets is that he was mm-hmm. capable of of having a run game out there, be it with a uh, 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 broken down Chris Johnson or with uh, yeah. Bilal Powell. So I, I, I think that he would pandered towards the strength of that offense as of right now with Todd uh, uh, Gurley. Too. Matt Forte, exactly. Right? Yeah, Matt, yeah. I forgot that Forte was out there, is out there this year. Um, so, yeah, I, I believe that he would pander to the running game and then continue to build on that depth defense as well, which is basically how the, the top teams in that conference over the past couple of years have been built, a running game, a stout running game, and a great defense. that It was like that with San Francisco when they went to the Super Bowl. It was like that with Arizona. And it's like that
0: with Seattle mm Yeah. So, 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 so that's what I think too. Um, I can't really think of other candidates out there. I mean, I mean, aside yeah, from maybe Kyle Shanahan, maybe Mike, but I don't you know, know, there's some other great coordinators that they've been talking about.
1: Um, one of the guys that that that, that his, whose name has been lightly coming up, and of course, it's because of me being in the D.C. area that his name is, has been said is um, yes. Todd McShay the offensive coordinator in Washington. Um, another guy whose name has been has bounced around a little bit in terms of getting a head coaching position is the guy who's the assistant. Um, the, I think he's the offensive coordinator out in Buffalo because what they were saying is oh. um, it would be nice if they were to get rid of Rex Ryan right now so they can yeah. see whether or not this this offensive coordinator is their guy in the future. I can't remember. Is it, Is it Lynn?
0: Is that what his name is? I think the, I, I um, he came on during the season. He was yeah. out there during the season. and a matter of fact,
1: yeah, he came on to, uh, to replace uh, your boy that got fired in the, in the, in the earlier part of the season. Right. So, yeah, that's, that's right. another guy whose name has been coming up in terms of uh, coaching situations. And um, I'm trying to think, is there anyone else as of right now whose name has come up? For, for head coaching jobs. There's a lot young guys that aren't retreads that, that we may be uh, forgetting in right now, and, and, and I can't think of any right now. That's the top of my head. Well,
0: I'll, I'll throw this name in the hat for a top corner position with the Rams so that it play else? Pep Hamilton. I thought Hamilton was giving the bad – was giving a raw deal in Indianapolis because mm-hmm. uh, Chuck Pagano didn't want him. And um, he, he scapegoated him last year when – when they got off to a slow start and it just turned out that the whole offensive team sucked yeah. <laughs> in terms of lack of depth and exactly. challenge. <laughs> it, it went well beyond Pep Hamilton's uh, head. Uh, I hope that he gets the a position where he – because I thought he was He was in line in the fast track for a head coaching gig in another few seasons. You so i like to see him get a top.
1: God, what is his name that is with S-I, the uh... – one of the black writers over at SI. I, I can't remember what his name is off the top of my head. But I basically have a. Um, a
0: Bucky Brooks. Not, well, not, not, well, Bucky Brooks with CBS. No, with um, NFL.com. Oh, shoot. I know what you're talking about. But anyway, go ahead and tell about that. Oddly
1: enough, he, he's a Howard alum. And the reason why I bring oh, wow. that up is because, of course, um, Pep Hamilton is also a Howard alum, too. Um, yes. You're absolutely correct. I thought that, you know, Pep was on on the, on the track to being. Uh, a head coach, but he said, um, and, and I agreed with him, was, was that um, – God, is it, it's not Michael Silver. who I can't remember what his name is, but forget about that. He, he was basically <laughs> saying that at this point in time, Pep Hamilton is not experienced enough to um, – yeah. at, at, at this moment right. to be a head coach. But you're right. It right. would be fantastic to see him go elsewhere and be someone's offensive coordinator. I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I would like to yeah. see that with, with, with potentially um, Pep – excuse me, coaching under Todd Bowles and where you have an yeah. uh, uh, HU alum and then you have the guy in Todd Bowles who was actually uh, an assistant under Doug Williams at mm. um, Morehouse.
0: Morehouse or Grambler? So, at Morehouse. Oh, Morehouse, okay. Oh, I
1: knew he was coaching at yeah. Morehouse for a while. He was down at, at Morehouse for a couple of years. Oh yes, yes, oh, okay. and, and yeah. I'm sorry, I, I, you know me. I always gotta pull the HBCU connection in, in, in my hopes <laughs> and But I just thought <laughs> no, I just think, no, I never knew we, that. yeah, yeah. He he, he actually um, was the DB court uh, coach down at um, at at Morehouse for a year.
0: Mm. Wow, stuff you learn every day. Yeah, you learn something
1: new every day. But I just thought it would be great to to have you know that great defensive mind. Well, that, that defensive mind the Todd Bowles in their offensive of of Pep Hamilton come together and, and and
0: do something potentially in L.A. Nice, nice. So we'll we'll, we'll get you out here on this, brother. Um, NFL Thursday Night Football. It's been crappy the last few seasons because Lord mm-hmm. knows no player should the NFL players should have to play like like go between like four four like four days between two games um, and ask them to do it every week of the season. And granted, I know different teams play on Thursday nights. I get that. But it's just, it's just, it's just wild. I mean, Thursday night should be <laughs> just for Thanksgiving and maybe the opening a weekend of football. That's it. I mean, you see in the bad quality, the terrible matchups, albeit the matchups for the most part, but terrible nonetheless. And I just think that they, you know, like Richard, Ham- Richard Hamilton, Richard Sherman thinking about basketball. Richard Sherman said called the idea of poo poo. so I just think personally that the NFL and they're thinking about doing this to the credit, but I think they should just pull the plug, take the idea of Thursday night football back and shoot it. Put it away in our house for good. Um I know some, some like like some of the our non Southern listeners are that our house our reference went over their heads. But anyway, um <laughs> What, why has, what's taking them so long? And I know, not, and I, I think I already know the reason, but why have this atrocity known as Thursday night football? Why do they still have it?
1: You know what? It's because, of course, it still makes money. As a matter of fact, it yeah, still generates the money <laughs> um, for, the, for the owners. And, of course, when the owners like it, the lead like it. When the lead like it, they're going to keep doing it. And until it gets yeah. to a point where it's not making money, which I doubt it will ever do, they're going to continue to mm-hmm. do so, it, it, regardless of the fact uh, uh, if players' health is um, at risk. Um, I,
0: yeah.
1: I I just find it interesting that now it's an issue, because of course they've been mm-hmm. doing Thursday night games for for a couple of years now, and a lot of those matchups, right. in my remembrance, That's have crap. always been mediocre at best, and a lot of times there a lot of, yeah, it's been a lot of Tennessee Titans versus Jacksonville Jaguars or Atlanta Falcons versus, like, the New Orleans Saints. And this isn't when Mm -hmm. they were, like, overly good. This is when they were, like, average at best. So this this is, like I said before, this has been something that's been going on for years. Now it's a problem because, of course, viewership in the entire league is going down and they're looking to have a scapegoat. Well, if you're going to make Jersey Night Football your scapegoat, so be it. But my thing is this. I don't mind them doing it in the first week of the season. I don't mind that. The first week of the season, fine about Thanksgiving, right. fine. I mm-hmm. would say maybe two other times throughout the year, maybe once a month, just just do it as a, a – a, a, make it a marchy situation, but – um, or, or or maybe at least make it a, a, a mid-card situation where, where you have, okay. say, like a, a team from the previous year, and I know that sometimes that doesn't necessarily pan out the following year, but a, a team that was sure. probably like seven – Seven and nine, eight and eight—a team that was competitive the prior year—and have them play on on those once-a-month Thursday night games. And maybe they should go back to Saturday night games once the um, the college football season is done. That's an a, a option as well. If they want to go ahead and that. continue to make, yeah, you know, if they want to continue to make money on, on nights that aren't Sunday, they can go back to doing mm-hmm. that too, too as well. But um, my main thing is, if, if the players are complaining about health issues. Especially when it comes to Thursday night games, the league is to go ahead and listen. But unfortunately, being that the um the uh, 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 uh the, the players association um contract doesn't come up for another couple of years, yeah. there's still stuff on that dumb that contract. So And I'm glad you, you brought it up because at this
0: Exactly. I'm glad you brought it up because to your point, this shit was collectively bargained. I mean yes. in, in exchange for less practice time. Best practice days, they pretty much sold the farm to the NFL, and mm-hmm. and, and you know the whole thing is is that as a result you got these you got all these injuries, all right, these crappy matchups and crappy games, and and plus for a person who grew up on football, loving football as a favorite sport mm-hmm. to watch, I think that even though the NFL has been highly successful for so long, there's such a thing as too much of a good thing. You know, what I mean, it's like having. And as much as I love banana pudding, I can't eat banana pudding every night. I get tired. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's that's the same thing with the NFL. I mean, viewership is down. Uh, you know, it's not. It's not as. It's not as, as as untouchable as it once was, so to speak. And as mm-hmm. as a result, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you, low the people not going to games as much as they did in the past. It's just. It's just too much, but I mean, but but I'm just gonna uh, off on another tangent. The fact of the matter is, no man, no athlete, no NFL athlete should be playing two games in a week. Period of no. discussion. That that shouldn't be happening. It shouldn't happen. So we'll see how uh, how that goes. But hey, man, thanks for hey thank, thank uh thanks for doing this with me at the last minute as usual. I Always have uh, to at the last minute to do these podcasts. We have a good Christmas and happy holiday season, happy quarantine, all that good stuff.
1: You do the same, brother. Um, enjoy your holidays. And um, I look forward to speaking to you about the Celebration Bowl. I'm looking to have fun at this thing. Um, hopefully it's a competitive game, but um, let's just say uh, I don't I don't know if I can back <laughs> the MIAC in this situation.
0: Uh, and I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, hey, I was good with you there, man. And hey, thanks a lot, man. We'll be uh, we, we talking a little soon. Cool, I'll switch you know. Alright, peace out My man Dwayne Nash Please check him out on Sleazy Radio uh, On Blossow Radio it's every Tuesday night And as well as this, the Yard Slash HBCU Sports Blog Also check him out on the WS Project On Facebook as well This is great, man It's been a little bit long time I know it's been two weeks, maybe three But uh, anyway, I'll be taking more time off Because next week I'll be out of town well, actually, out of the country. And um, I'll be back in the South for the following week. We'll talk about the Southwest Brawl and all the cool things that's been happening in sports just that time. But anyway, thank you all for tuning in. This is Scott Burks. Sound off 06. Happy holidays. Happy Puanza, Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Peace out. And good night.